Welcome to side B of episode 8 of the Actual Garbage Podcast on siblings. If you haven't heard side A, I recommend you go back and listen to that. Otherwise, you will sound a whole lot like we do in just a second. Either on or off the job dealing with. Because he wanted me, you know, in the interest of some form of land of opportunity. Yeah, I have no idea where that was. I don't know where that was. Anyway, we're back. Um, after a movie hiatus. What? Yeah, it was pretty long. But right in the face. But basically, we're back where we were, and attempted to figure out where uh, what we were talking about. But um, my tangent on talking about why I make tables was so long that I can't actually figure out where it came from or, or why where it mattered. Like where I didn't know what the point was, and now I extra don't know what the point was. So instead, what we're gonna do is this. I'm going to take a drink of this, and then it's really distracting the mics in the other room right now. So, <laughs> hello. Oh, that's not what I'm worried about. We got two mics in this room. So, we need Hav, to focus on those. You of... sounded a little, to use the term accurately, nonplussed that neither of us have a comparable family. <laughs> I was just surprised. Honestly, I thought uh, you always imagined your own experience to be a pretty standard generic experience because you had it. Obviously, it's the only standard that you have. <laughs> but I guess I was just, I don't know. I oh. almost felt like statistically someone else would have had a similar experience with any of their, what, five siblings between the two of you. Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? <laughs> no right. such. No. Yeah. no such. Which I mean, is pretty depressing to some extent. It would be cool to have that kind of connection. And my mom probably kind of wished we did. I mean, uh, she. I've had moments where you know, I'd embrace my brother, older brother, and be like, "You're my brother," and then we look each other in the eyes and be like, "Yeah," and then we hug. Uh, but you know, two years prior to that, I cursed him out and told him, "If you ever call me your brother again, I'm gonna fucking wreck you." Um, so you know, there are ups and downs. <laughs> I mean, that actually, I I thought was a, an idea in itself is that you can be. You can be upset with your siblings. Sibling strife. But it, it pretty frequently ends because you know that there is some degree of... Permanence. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Permanence is exactly the word. They won't but, stop being your brother. Yeah, They, they can stop being around, but they're not going to stop being your brother. Yeah, and, and the question that you always ask yourself is, is it really worth ending this relationship with this particular sibling who I, to some extent, grew up with? If it was not every experience, we at least you know had some dinner together on Mother's Day kind of thing. And to some extent... Kind of can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you can't. You can't really stop being siblings. But I don't know. It's it's stuff like every time that you argue with your friends, you're always afraid it might end. But when you argue with your siblings, it's like honestly, for me, I'd get mad at my siblings all the time. But like ten, we'll thirty minutes later, it was just it was pointless. It was why would I be mad at this person who I have to see all the time anyway? Actually, no. I guess that's where I, I, that is the parallel. That's the one. That's weirdly enough, that's the thing we haven't covered. Hob, when do you get mad at them? <laughs> um, gee whiz, I'm not even sure. I, I used to get mad, I'm sure, over mundane stuff. I always make the joke that... You're our ethnic guest. You'll have to stay away from phrases like gee whiz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, Dios mio. Uh, I, caramba. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that was bad. I don't even remember. It was. It was when we would, like, butt heads on any number of things. I remember, like, really, really briefly, this one particular moment, I was, like, watching my brother... And he puts his toy on top of the couch and he punches it. And it falls off the couch and he starts crying because he hurt his fist. Like, that kind of sucks. 
And my mom was like, Javier, what did you do? And I was like super furious for the next like 20 seconds because I'm like, I literally didn't do anything. I just didn't stop him from being a goofball for, you know, long enough to hurt himself. But I don't know. I, I It's usually stuff like... That sounds tame. Do you have a violent story? No. Oh. I don't. Okay, I have a lot of those. With yeah. my younger brother. Yeah, I've, I've always heard about the, the stuff like the sibling rivalry thing. And just Have you like... ever gone canoeing? <laughs> yes. That's a great way to find out who you're mad at and how mad you are at them. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, the last time I went canoeing was actually with my brother, which is, I guess, somewhat appropriate. But it wasn't, I don't know, it was super tame. Nothing happened. We just canoed. He fell over at one point. It was kind of funny. He got up. Okay, someone did end up in the water. That's every canoeing story. And somebody ends up in the water, for better or for worse. Yeah, that's why they're all terrible stories. Yeah. Because you know how they end, and it's not very exciting. I was... Oh, well, no. One of us ended up in the water, but the other one was on land, and the other was in the boat, because I pushed that motherfucker back in. Like, I'll be on this island. You get the fuck away from me. I don't even care that I'm straight up stranded right now. That's still a terrible story. Yeah. Like, canoe stories suck. That's oh. why you just have to experience them and then let them go. That's why people don't talk about a lot more people. I like canoeing now. <laughs> no, depends. people like doing yeah. it. People like kayaks and shit, a lot of but people they don't have talk about good it. Good canoe stories, yeah. I'm sure. What would they do in them? There's not no, enough you, stuff. You get from point A to point B, you look at stuff. I went on a kayaking trip with my dad once where we literally just, like, kayaked up a lake, took some pictures. It happened to be in Alaska. And then just came back. No, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> that, that's that a, a terrible story, story. It's as an experience, yeah. it's great. Okay. Like yeah. that's the thing. Kayaking is fun. Being in nature that way is it's it's like dreams that way, where because they have a personal experiential meaning, mm-hmm. it feels like it needs to come out of you, and it totally does not. Yeah. Right. But you don't There's understand. Really worth actually, saying kind of thing. Yeah. You had to be there. Yeah. In right. the literal, most literal sense, you had to be there. Well, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, can you suck? Fun canoe stories, I'm sure. Oh, so like yeah, kayaks. it sounds like you just don't get. Um, you just don't get it. Huh? Begrudging, I would say. I mean, I honestly try not to get very mad at people in general because I'm I'm a pretty pretty highly empathetic person. Yeah. Maybe we're so. just better people. What? What? No, no, no. What were you? You looked at me and said that. I have no context I, for what you just said. Huh? Hov doesn't get mad. Maybe we just get mad. What? No, 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 no. This uh, I I didn't. <laughs> When I get mad at my brother, uh, actually, the way to attack this is, as a connoisseur of hugging people, I've never hugged one of my siblings. Ever. That's just not a thing. Uh, The closest we ever got was I accidentally burned a hole in one of my brother's stuffed animals with a hairdryer, and we wrestled for about a minute until we got into my parents' room, and then he spit in my face. That's about as close as we've ever been to hugging. Okay. So it was slightly more aggressive. Rare. Um, it's not the general. And not quite as heartfelt. At least not the right kind of heartfelt. Right, yeah. But I, I, I don't consider myself unempathetic. Quite the contrary. It's just in the context of my siblings, I don't... That's not a thing. Well, no, it's just... Uh, I was just saying in general, I find it difficult to get angry with people because I, I know how crappy it feels when someone's upset with me and I don't I don't want to impart that on that person but oh well and if we're talking about now as opposed to then I mean I, this is this is just because the sibling thing has changed for me where I don't see them all the time mm-hmm. and you still see your siblings all the time yep. if I was around my siblings I wouldn't be mad at them all uh, virtually ever I've I've tried to do the forced perspective on being mm-hmm. angry at people because generally speaking if people are being assholes 
even if it's for a bad reason, it's usually still for a reason, and that tends to work okay. And I did right. not have that defense in my arsenal when I was a child. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm assuming, I mean, with your family, they've all kind of taken their own paths, and when they get back together, it's a nice, you know, it's yeah, a nice reunion. And maybe that's just Christmas. the disparity between our two families. You guys have always been having a good time around each other, Hav. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I guess our kind of families need to be separate in order to care about it. There needs to be a greater level of space than just a house. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess I can understand that. And again, that kind of comes into the, the cultural independence versus... Interdependence. Yeah, you guys exactly. you guys are interdependent on it. You're, a, you're not just a family. You're like a small community... That is family. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. You're like a unit. We yeah. all we all really it's pretty funny. I always make the joke that the biggest weapon that our family has against each other is knowing that we care about each other. I know that sounds super hokey. Aww. But it's one of those like if one of us wants everyone else to be upset, you just look really upset. Aww. You just <laughs> get really... upset and everyone's like, God, what did I do to make my sister so angry? I just feel miserable. Honestly, Aww. whenever my mom looks really upset or my sister or my brother look really upset, I am miserable for the next X amount of minutes until either they feel better or I'm thinking somehow of something else, which takes a slightly more X minutes. That only works with my mom. She's the only one that can get away with that. <laughs> um, I had mentioned uh, mental health before. Yes, you have. You've mentioned mental health Co before. Specifically on this podcast earlier today. Yes, um, yes, and today. And yes. right now, <laughs> yes. Uh, is anybody in your family do they suffer of any... Not you know, that I'm aware of. Maybe I, that, I don't really know. I think some of my family members have seen psychiatrists at a time, but there was no, like, obvious diagnosed with X condition. We've been pretty mm. insanely lucky about that. <laughs> you know. Insanely lucky? This is the only thing your family's been saying. Good I thought that was a good joke, and you underappreciated it. <laughs> you don't have... I mean, I'm about to say... The most stupid left side question imaginable. You don't have any history of mental illness in your family? Not that I'm aware of. They all die of smoking from oh, cancer from smoking way sooner than they have uh, for the, the insanity to manifest. It's just the need to say that in an incredulous tone, kind of. I feel yeah. it imparts my experience with families. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure. Like it feels like you're missing out on something. Like there's a there's a part there's it's a, a part whole of, other level of no family. like crazy Uncle Dave. No, yeah. they've all been pretty self-contained people. There's been no no really obvious. Not that I was aware of. Like maybe yeah. they have. Again, like I didn't see a lot of my my aunts and uncles much more than like once or twice a year. So it's possible that they had some sort of psychological shortcomings. But I was never aware of it. It never manifested when I was around them. <laughs> so I don't I don't know I don't think so I'm fairly just, certain because they would I feel like my mother would have mentioned something because she keeps up with them all the time sure I'm just I, I just love that this you're practically you practically have to be on the defensive here and that's it, complete, right, right. that is completely insane it is kind of funny it is <laughs> not like, that's, that yeah, no one in your family has a history yeah. of mental illness no one has bipolar disorder no one's depressed no one's like it's the, yeah. the idea the, the, uh, the idea is preposterous the effectiveness How of praying get away with this with us Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, so I guess that might uh, influence a oh, lot. Right, for sure. No, no <laughs> Turns one's out been... mentally unstable people have trouble getting along in a house. <laughs> right. That, uh, you know what? That was an avenue I hadn't even considered, but I can I can definitely see it a, a, an important factor. Might even say your family unit is the normal one. I, I don't actually, know. Yeah, that's, 
The, I mean, the way it sounds, that's how it's supposed to be. It's possible. I can't honestly each say other it's and, likely. Because I don't, I don't really know. Uh, maybe not likely, but common. Right, okay. Uh, I don't want to say expected, because... Right. Almost almost statistically, you're right. I, yeah. I probably was a little incredulous when you asked it, too, because I'm like, you're right. Like, almost statistically, we have 30 members on my mother's side of the family alone. Like, someone should have had something. I just never noticed it. I'm going to I'm gonna well, say... I, what, we once again, it's genetic normally. Yeah, so. lucky enough for it not to happen, or just didn't notice. But, yeah, that's a funny dynamic I hadn't even considered. <laughs> Yeah, no, I. But you don't have problems. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. I always. I always How weird. I always joke that I've been lucky in the past, but I. I never. I guess I'm always surprised by exactly how lucky I've been. I guess that's another blessing to count. Like. Yeah, precisely. Man, we didn't have to grow up with anybody who's just inherently Insane. malicious. Yeah, yeah like just, just cripplingly so. I mean, we had a cousin, a couple of cousins who were like, you know, slightly more arrogant than the other ones. That are, oh. But that was about it. Like, oh, that, an ego. That's all it came down to. Arrogant really. personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not a even real narcissistic. Harsh one. It's just like he gets kind of high up on himself sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. That's on the diagnostic list. <laughs> the for... one up guy. <laughs> God, he had to contend with them at every party. <laughs> yeah. All the family reunions are just miserable. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's a funny. It's a funny perspective. I'll have to think about that for future topics. <laughs> Just, like, reflect upon, you know, our situation as opposed to other people's situation. But that's funny. Yeah, and I guess it's hard to talk about siblings without, you know, talking about the family unit as a whole, because... Uh, oh, yeah, like, even if it was just, like, minor roles and everyone kind of fit into it, they, they knew roughly what they were doing in certain circumstances. Yeah. And since it's all about upbringing, I mean, the parents obviously fall into that a lot, too. Right. Um, but something we actually... I have haven't a... failed... I, I mean, I've completely failed to not talk about this without the context of my parents the whole time. So, right, it's yeah. difficult. Um, something... I guess is less relating to the parents. Um, still highly siblings, and we haven't talked about it. Birth order. How do you guys? Ooh, that's a fun one. Um, yeah, we're all middle kids. But other Are than we? ironically, I don't think it was. Well, ever. no, you're four four, sure. and I'm I'm the technical middle one. You guys are mid range. I'm middle. Yeah, my oh, sister's you, older. What? My brother's younger. That's it. Yeah, we're all middle three. Tristan's my nephew. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a miscommunication on my part. Apologies. Okay, and you're generationally divided enough. Mm-hmm. Did right. you guys like grow up in the house three at a time? What? No, there was there was some chunk of time when all four of us was there. It was occur it occurred to me when I was thinking about this earlier this week, um, that I don't actually know when I got my own room. Like I can't even guess within three years of when it was. So just to give you an idea of how good my memory of my childhood is, like I can't, I can't pin it down. I, I, remember, I remember what my room looked like. I remember what the house looked like. I remember what it was. I mean, it's easy. That's easy for me to do because I can, li- I can go down the street, and my parents' house still looks pretty much exactly the same. I hope, because my memory may have fucked that up too. But right. I think for the most part, that's roosters what it used to look everywhere. like. Yeah, roosters everywhere. Yeah. That's always been the it's case. It's a good motif. I like it. Yeah. Very morning. Cute. Ever done are more uh, roosters than you remember? Um, by necessity, yes. yes. The number grows with each passing month. But um, <laughs> but fuck, keep losing that thread. Where were we? Sibling order. Oh, sibling order. Oh, so so is um, although I guess Hav, I don't know. Do you brood? 
I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with no, because I've heard you and Ryan talk about it a lot. And I actually get stir-crazy. We, we don't normally talk about it. We just say it. You've mentioned a handful of times that you're a brooding household. And oh, I yeah. get absolutely stir-crazy. My favorite example of how bad I am at being by myself is actually, um, I think it was like sophomore, junior year of college. Uh, my roommate, Patrick, had finished his exams early. And so, you know, he left for, to, for winter break. And I had an exam three days later. And even though David and Ben were living, like, across the bathroom, like, the next morning was some of the most alone I've ever felt in my life. Just because there was nobody there. Except, like, I didn't want to bother these people who were obviously studying for their exams. So it was just such a terrible... I can't stand being by myself. I can't do it. Okay, so here's... I've tried it. All right, so I suppose that... <laughs> Very briefly. I have dogs now. It's incredible to always have someone who's really excited to see you come home. I can't I can't live by myself. I mean, I can, I can relate to that particular facet of it. But for comparison, when I say brooding, um, I specifically bought a soundproof door for Ryan's room here. Mm -hmm. And I can't stand when, if, if I need to be alone, it is not enough that he is not merely invisible but inaudible in his room because mm -hmm. knowing he's there is enough to disrupt my thinking. Oh, no, I, I could think very freely with people around. Like, the best I can do is trick myself into believing that, and I will actually, my, I will walk outside and see if his car is there. <laughs> Because I deliberately, I, we have a policy that if a door is closed, that, that's for a reason. So right. I'll text you if I need to get a hold of you. Um, but I will go outside <laughs> and I will look for the car, even though it's obvious because I'm doing this that I don't know he's there. Mm. And I will break the spell really for myself. I, will that's I am my own worst enemy. When it comes to thinking about things. Even that closed door policy is actually kind of funny because I always grew up in an open door household. And even now... Oh, it didn't apply in my house. Even now that I'm living with a roommate, though, my room is... My door is literally always open. I sleep with the door open. The door... We... the, the One of the near doors closes because I have to keep the dogs in. Mm. That's about it. I hate... I, I want to be connected to the rest of the house. My roommate doesn't. He keeps his door closed all day, whether he's there or not. And it's just super odd to me. It's it's real. I, I just feel like I always want my room to be welcoming. I always want to be welcoming. Mm -hmm. I always want to have the people that I'm living with have the opportunity to see what I'm doing and ask me something if they need to. I'll close the door briefly if I'm being loud or if I if I don't want to be bothered. But I don't really actually mind being bothered. That's that's a horrible dichotomy I have to deal with because I bought a house by myself because I wanted to be alone. Mm -hmm. But I I want to be able to use the space communally. And making both of those happen at the same time is a hell of a task. Uh, that sounds pretty difficult. Yeah, it's it's pretty tricky. Well, I mean, having a living quarters where you can do you and having... What you want is a workshop. Like when we... when uh, What I got is a workshop. Yeah, what you got is a workshop. <laughs> uh, what you don't got is a workshop that is disconnected from your living quarters. No. Yeah. But that's part of the dream house. Yeah, that's, that's part, that's of, the part of the right villa. Rary. Uh, no, but like... I don't know. I always felt like it was important to, to, to always have access to a community and your community have access to you. And that kind of has to do with the sibling things. If my sister was upset, I wanted to be able to hear it so that I could help her. If my brother needed help with something, I wanted him to not feel like there was any kind of physical barrier there. Like he could see what I was doing. He could see that I wasn't yeah. busy. Well, I could shrug him off but then like, or tell him like, hey, I'm busy right now. But then I would obviously stew in my own guilt for maybe five <laughs> minutes or until it took me to finish my homework and then get my ass to the other room. I, and so you have that, you have a familial 
not only upbringing, but reinforcement of that idea of an open door policy. Yeah, absolutely. And it bled over into the way that you work with your friends as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think of how that enters my life. Uh, yeah, no, I can't really imagine either of these scenarios, honestly. It's just kind of... Would you just live on the street? What are you doing? Just the doors those, of those, those are the living on the streets. You're, what are you you're no. living on the street in your house. Like, if they find you in the communal... Sp like, if you're not in your room, like, yeah, you're ready to go. If you're in your room, doors closed, and you're more than likely looking at pornography. I like, guess that's that... Just kinda, that's the closed-door policy. Is of course, If you're looking yeah. at porn, you close the door. Of that's course. Kinda, that, that's just being polite. Yeah. But... And knock. Always knock. But I feel again like... that would be the worst. That's why I have a. Po that's that's why we don't even <laughs> just pretend that that part of the house doesn't exist. I act. I if my door is closed, that house is Ryan sunk. has to pretend like that part of the house is not there, and then I am not present. And the same goes for him. We text. I just almost feel nervous closed. when a door was closed in my house. That's extreme. Because it's not like it, it works. It wasn't just it the, works very well. It wasn't just the communal areas where it was like every place is a community area. This is just mm. the one that you happen to sleep in. Like mm. most of the rooms in my house had additional chairs for someone to sit in. Yeah, no, it's so. mostly like if you are in the garage working on something, you probably need help. So that's a you know, mm. communal area. Right. Right. TV space, obviously. Mm. Or like kitchen. You're cooking, uh, so you might yeah, want to kitchen, share. dining room, uh, which is I guess that makes formal sense. dining. Like, no one really like technically needs to be in your room. There's nothing of interest yeah. in that room other than maybe you. Like maybe you have something that you need to borrow, stuff. but it's not like there's no amount of sharing that really needs to happen. Because, yeah, it's, it's your stuff. I can see yeah. that. Did you ever share a room with uh, any of your siblings? I shared a room with my sister when we lived in uh, New York and Pennsylvania. When we moved to El Paso, I had my own room. Dylan, did you? Hmm? I did not have my own room until I went to college. Okay. Solid. So, so that resentment can build. Yeah. So yeah. that that can build resentment regardless. Um, so uh, you. I mean, we most. Me and my younger brother shared a room. Uh, my older brother needed his own room because living with him would have been rough. Uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do that. So me and him <laughs> You've got, made that clear. And me and him got along all right. I can't remember us arguing over space, maybe cleanliness. Like, hey, there's food that you didn't pick up, or where's my stuff? And you flip it over on. Yeah, and then you flip it, it over and you kick the bottom of the bunk bed. You know. Yeah. Also, good old bunk beds. Did you ever have a bunk bed besides bunk. college? Bottom bunk. Okay. If you are sharing a room and do not use a bunk bed, you are wasting space. That's. I wonderful. went to college and we took apart our bunk beds and there was no goddamn space in that room. Always use bunk beds. Economy, that is, man. That is it quite is. It's the parking garage, man. Why would you have a, a big old garage? You just have a parking garage. Sleep vertically in a slit on the wall if I could. <laughs> so Hobbs' case for this doesn't necessarily jive because he likes both of his siblings anyway. Do you think being in the same room helped? Um, with your attachment to younger bro? Because I'm almost certain it helped with mine. It it definitely helped to temper our contempt of each other. We became more accepting of... It's more tolerant. Right. Yeah, we're just more tolerant of what each other, what we throw at each other. Because like, you have to actually deal with it. You can't walk away from it. Yeah, we can't walk away from it. Um, can't close the door between you and them. <laughs> I mean, me and him get along all right, but we don't talk very often. All right, so this is how little me and my bo little brother actually talk to each other. Uh, his girlfriend lives with, lives with us now, and he's away at Warner College. And it took... Where is Warner College? 
It's relative to here. How far away? It's like two hours. Okay. Not terribly far away, but okay. Okay. a drive. Shoot, a weekend. He, yeah, he, he comes down on weekends. Yeah. Um, it took me being a supervisor at a job that his girlfriend now works under me at for him to know from her that I'm kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> That's Jeez. how little we just talk to each other. Right. He came into my room and told me, Shania thinks you're pretty funny. I didn't know that. Like, okay. He's just known you literally your entire life. That. Yeah, we kind of grew oh, up together good. to some extent. Yeah. Or maybe he's just used to it. I don't know. <laughs> he definitely hasn't worked with me, so. Right. Why does his girlfriend live there? If he isn't there. Fucking, I don't know. Maybe she has no reason to get go to work in college. If there's yeah. nothing for her wherever he's living other than him. Um, like, they were... Other than... I, th- I think the relation is that... She was a family friend for a long time, and then they started dating, so she was oh, okay. planning on... She was going up to Orlando for school. She's from Miami, and it's expensive there, so coming up for... And terrible. Yeah, and, right. and terrible, dangerous. It's... Um, so yeah, she... I don't know about that, but I've been told. Yeah, no, she came up for um, cheap schooling, and, um, you know, had a boyfriend long That may as well be Florida's slogan. Fair. Hmm? That may as well be Florida's slogan. Cheap schooling. Cheap schooling. Cheap schooling. <laughs> That's why I went to school here. Yeah. Well, it's just the in-state tuition thing, but whatever. <laughs> That's, yep. <laughs> yep. It's not it cheap for people. cheap. Pretty low. Yeah. And even for out-of-state, it's not horrible. Fair. Yeah, especially after going out-of-state, you... Yeah. That's pretty bad. Puts things in perspective. Yeah. 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 I remember people in Atlanta, or... Yeah, no, I talked to people in Atlanta saying that even going to school in-state up in Georgia, it's, uh, it's pretty pricey. Georgia school is expensive. Northern schooling straight up crazy if you're getting school in fucking New York. My sister spent a year at Boston University. How much that? <laughs> how much that dig into her pockets? Probably more than my undergrad and graduate combined. Yeah, yeah buddy. Something about Northeastern schools. I have a single loan out of three for paying for one semester of Savannah College of Art and Design uh, that is ten times as much as what I in federal loans for going to uh, college here. Yeah, it's... Yeah, brilliant. it's... Whew. Come to Florida. Come We've got to... Disney World it's and... It's more like staying in Florida, tuition. but yeah. yeah. Our college is, is like high school again. <laughs> yeah, at least come for a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go wherever you want. Oh, you could rob driver's licenses. I'm pretty sure place. I'm out of ideas on siblings as far That's as fine. talking, so... Yeah, whatever. I've I don't know. So see. you like your brother? Absolutely. Your brother's all right. My do you think he's gonna? A brilliant kid. Do you think he's gonna become a doctor? I have no idea. I Does he have any idea? He would like to. I don't know how interesting. That doesn't sound dedicated. The enough. biggest problem. I don't know like what his interests are. Like I don't know how much he liked his chemistry class last year or his biology class the year before. Dude, you need to talk I know to he brother. happens to like physics this year, but that's because Terry Barchfeld is a pretty inspiring fellow. He's. Oh, is that Timber Creek? Yeah. He's an infuriatingly inspiring fellow, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> um, but he's dedicated. He's. Do you know how much he likes writing? I'll tell you. He likes writing. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's he's a DM in one of his D&D campaigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd like to do that. <laughs> he, is, he has mentioned in passing that he wants to write a book. Oh. Um, I would like you to reinforce in the event that he doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, Alberto, you can write a book when you're a doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Please become a doctor first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do the hard thing first, and then it's, everything's easy. I don't know. I think he can do it. If he wants to do it, he can do it, because he's hardworking like my sister is. 
he's probably smarter than I am too. Stay determined. So, but your sister didn't make it into doctorship either. She didn't try. Oh, I she, thought you said she did. She. I mean, we were all interested when we were kids, but by the oh, okay. time that my sister got to high school, she was like, I kind of want to try this journalism thing. So she did journalism for a year uh, at Boston, um, and then came back to Orlando for family reasons or child reasons, I suppose. And uh, within a year, was like, I don't think journalism is going to pay the bills for, you know, me and a child. So she eventually started studying law. Yes, you're a liar. And she was also, like, pretty much enjoyed it. So it was a good way to go. Um, she's she's one of the most dedicated, hardworking people I've ever met. Again, she's... Would she have made a great doctor? She would have made a great anything. Okay. Honestly. she Again, she's in law school. She works full time. She raises kids. And at one point, she was, like, the coach of her son's soccer team. Like, you don't have time for this. And she just likes to stay busy. There's actually, it's kind of funny. There's my favorite mod, my favorite expression that she told me. Uh, John Morgan has a book called "You Can't Teach Hungry," and it's a really funny example between her and me because she has that drive. Like I will never understand, mm. and it's it's really something else. And I see a lot of that in my brother. My brother's pretty driven too. He's very focused and he does what he needs to do. I was lazy and lucky again. So. I I would submit that that is not genetic. Um, the you may not be able to teach. I think it's you a may personality not, trait. Sure, but it's a personality trait that you can acquire. I think it's absolutely one because it's it's in so many it's in so many make or break stories. It's in it it tends to be environmental in character, and I think if you do accidentally do something, yeah, I, I doubt you can just make it happen. Which is part of the reason you can't teach it. I feel it. some people just have it and some people don't. No, some people do just have it. And like, no matter what it is they're applying themselves to, they are wholeheartedly and aggressively pursuing that thing. Absolutely. I can wholeheartedly and aggressively pursue something I'm really interested in, but I have to be pretty darn interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, an argument to the title of that would be, you can't teach it, but you can get it. Like. Yeah, but Hoff seems to disagree about that. I... <sighs> I feel like, I, I guess you're right. Some people can definitely get it, but I, I don't think they can get it to the extent other people can. I mean, I'm just talking, uh, I'm talking about myself mm-hmm. in this subjective sense. I am more motivated now since the nine days. I am now, I, I'm more motivated now than I ever was as a kid. Mm-hmm. This is this is a new feeling for me. Right. Um, and it's not one that was under my control whatsoever. And maybe you do need to have something, maybe you need to have a trigger, mm-hmm. but I don't think you need to have the actual hunger in some f- concrete form. I think that can form from other things coalescing. I guess it could become it. I don't know. It's kind of, again, the... I, does Alberto have I, it? I know. I, I think he does. I know you're not a fan of name dropping, but I remember when we read on writing by Stephen King, he said... What says, are you talking about? We All I do is quote on this podcast. I know, but it, it, it always seems a little pretentious. So Particularly misquote. <laughs> Those are but, the best. Right. Misquote ab lib. Well, in that sense, roughly to some extent, the book yeah. says that you, can, you can't you can make a bad writer a good writer, but you can make a good writer into a great writer. Like, there's certain tiers, and you can kind of scale up a little bit. Yeah, Stephen King would fucking say that. Yeah, like, you can't make, a, a, like, you can't become a great writer, but you can make, like, an okay writer a good writer. Like, there's some kind of middle Step ground up. that you can move between. Some people are already on a certain level, and, like, you have to work. Almost unreasonably, and especially for something like motivation and hunger. Yeah. Like, if you have to work hard to be, you know, motivated, it's almost ironic. No, 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 that's that's <laughs> the thing. You can't, I don't think you can work toward that. Like, it has to motivate itself. Yeah, and no, that's... and it comes from outside, mm-hmm. which sucks. I think it's accidental, but I just, I don't think it's, 
I don't think it's genetic. To okay. Use the no, term no, no. I, I, that, time. right, right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I can see that. Although we are talking about siblings, so genes make sense to talk about. Well, my older brother, um, he was just kind of fucking around for a bit, and I've never seen him more diligent on any task than going out on a whim and going to Taiwan. Um, ever since then, I guess he raised the stakes for himself in a weird way that he didn't predict, but he's been able to run with it. And a lot of it's probably even, um, again, out, it's all outside. Right. It's opportunity and uh, necessity. Like, right. he had a breakdown at one point and went, if I do not do this, I am not going back to America. <laughs> um, which is a terrible thing to have go through your head. And he had to step up. And that was... That that first motivation was scary, but ever since then, he's been kind of following through with it. Now he's excited to, you know, teach kids about chemistry. Mm -hmm. That's like what happened to me, except in a more nebulous and ridiculous form, where I basically said that if I don't... The nine days, in case I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, was the first nine days after I figured out that I was a furry, which is a story I'll tell in a more formal fashion at some point. But the... Um, were you up in Georgia for day five? Um, you, I, was I part of that? No. Well, no. no I mean, you may have been around. I would have to check the... You I'd talked have, to me, I know. I'd have to check the yeah. record. But basically, I was going through this, and I had a breakdown, which resulted in the same thing. Which, But mine, the character of mine was slightly different, because it's like, if I don't make it through this, um, I don't have anywhere else to go. This is, I, it was it was a make or break thing. It was virtually in the form of I starvation. I have to figure out who I'm going to become like, or I will be, have nowhere to start. I can't be who I was. Yeah. Like, I could not step backward. Um, yeah. And that was, as someone who has never had to choose fucking ever, because <laughs> I have sufficient, I have enough talent, I have enough IQ points that I can hack it doing absolutely anything, which is a horrible, demotivating force. I made that comment one. I felt like I haven't made a decision in my life up until uh, probably roughly moving out of my parents' house. Yeah. I felt like I hadn't made a decision which, in my which life. Which you and I were having a joking contest about when that was even going to happen. Because why bother? Honestly, half the reason I moved out was because my roommate needed a roommate. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, I mean, my circumstances around doing it were bizarre. I They were... They were not any interest in being away from my parents. I didn't really care about living with my parents. That wasn't the first choice I made, per se, but it's like I've always had the option. My life has been comfortable enough in enough of its facets that I've never had to choose. Yeah. Um, and someday, Hav, you will choose, and then you will be hungry, and hopefully you will not starve, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think Ursula ran into a moment like that? Or do you think she was just that way? Yeah, Ariel mm -hmm. came up and said, hey, I need a new voice. That's, that's her. Oh. <laughs> that's his, that's his sister's oh, name. other one, got it. Smart butts. Um, hey. I'm sure she, uh, I'm sure she's, she's really happy about never those heard jokes. That one. Two hours in, I'm still on that joke. <laughs> um, I don't know, I felt like she always had it a little bit more. She was always working pretty hard. Like, she got into Boston University. Like, that couldn't have been easy. No. And... I don't know. It'd be I, interesting I, to ask. Feels her. a little pretentious, but like I wasn't gifted and she wasn't, so it is always a little bit funny to see how much more successful she is than I am. Like mm -hmm. I, IQ or like 
F, like there's a complacency that comes with surface based it. intelligence is you know be damned my sister did whatever needed to be done in every circumstance well, yeah. and it, again it'd be curious to see because that means she didn't have the option to just slough off she had to actually commit yeah. to something I determination I is bet. as powerful as talent yeah well and I would bet I, it is way more yeah. important than talent 99% <laughs> perspiration right yeah no, it, talent is necessary, but absolutely insufficient. There, um, but I would, I would bet that she has a turning point that she that she pivoted on somewhere, that that allowed her to do that. The gut shot here would be when her son was born, but I'm pretty sure she had it before that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be, I'd be curious to know. Me too, because I, I don't think that's genetic. I think anybody can be lazy. I think environmental factors can make anyone lazy. Okay. And by extension, <laughs> the environment has to make them the other way. Yeah, right. and I mean, looking at me and my brothers, we're, yeah, fuck, we are all real lazy until something happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's what encourages you not to be, because otherwise yeah, I guess you that's can't. fair. I, I definitely have uh, crunch time effects. Hmm. Like, I do remember, like, pretty silly um, moment in, like, middle school where we were supposed to devise some kind of, like, you know, Rube Goldberg machine where we were able to keep a, an animal on one side of the fence instead of the other. And people spent the whole time making this crazy apparatus. And me and my buddies talked for, you know, 30 minutes. And the last 10 minutes were like, um, um, this. And it ended up being the most efficient one, partially because it was the most simple. We weren't trying to launch a catapult of a, you know, a mouse over a fence. We just made a door that only opened one way. <laughs> but it was really like, I can, <laughs> I, can, I can spend eight hours trying to read a book. But it's not until it's 10.30 and I realize I have to write this paper that the next hour and a half are by far the most yeah. so the you, most productive. So you are primed. See, and what that, that tells me that you are primed to have an existential crunch. Because that's yeah, all it is. That's, you take that's the crunch time. Oh, man, man, I got to figure out. I, I got to read this book. No pressure, it no be, diamonds. It becomes, yep. yes, <laughs> to quote Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis. Um, the late Ryan Davis. Um, <laughs> it, it is always... It just becomes crunch time on your existence in general. Yeah. Man. And that's... if that sounds scary and hair, yes. Absolutely. It's, I can see that. It's the uh, fucking worst all for about school, nine days. <laughs> all of middle school and all of high school was getting ready to do something and then not doing it. That's the critical part. And then having somebody else help you in the last, you know, 12 hours. <laughs> Until you have to present it. Whether, even if it was just, you know, one of your classmates saying, man, that shit took me eight hours yesterday. And yeah, you're like, and the clock you... at six o'clock, you got to go to sleep at midnight. You're like, um, it took them eight hours to do something. You know, yeah. half the project and I have six hours to do and it. And you're rewarded because it worked. I, I, that's yeah, a terrible that's, reward. It's, that's the it's a terrible worst. reward. What are you talking about? That's the best reward. <laughs> you not. have properly calibrated your talents <laughs> for the time you had. That's poor reinforcement, though. Yeah. No, it is, but it's it fine doesn't... because it hasn't been you in the ass, right? I disagree. I don't yeah. think that's fine. No, but... I know. That's fine. I mean, with any long-run endeavor or professional career, it'll, it'll bite oh, you yeah. in the ass. School does not prepare you for the world outside of school. Right. School does not prepare you work. for being prepared. <laughs> at, least not, at least not in the forms that it takes here. And especially not if you're going to ask silly stargazing questions about it, which... Is my favorite thing to do. So, all right. Yeah. Teacher, do you think dogs will ever read books? No. Sit down. Well, that's a fun idea. We have a. You take classes on classroom management in the education degree, but I was just talking to Anne today and she said, 
there's nothing you will ever learn in the classroom. And, you know, <laughs> as a student that you will ever learn about classroom management. And as an elementary school teacher. Yeah, she's uh, one of my best friends. She's an elementary school teacher. Uh, and she's she's been doing it for, I think she's just started her third year. And so she, it's, it's so funny because we listen to in-service teachers in our, in one of my classes and they mention like, you need a protocol for the students. And even when you have it, there's going to be a situation that you didn't plan for that you didn't realize you needed to plan for. And you're either going to get radically behind because you don't fix it now, or you're going to fix it now. And hopefully you'll be able to predict the next unpredictable circumstance. So yeah, (laughs) they try to prepare you for some things, but to some extent it doesn't always work. Do you want to be a teacher? Absolutely. Okay. You still, at the very least, I think that's what I want. Okay. I could be an instructor. At what level? Middle school or high school. I hate college kids and elementary school education is boring. Hmm. Elementary level, it really is. I can't see myself teaching addition every year for (laughs) For any amount of time. Yeah, for any amount of time. At least the other stuff is a little bit more complicated. (laughs) And I I really love talking to kids. I think they're super sharp. I, I love talking to my nephew. He's eight, nine years old now almost. No, 2006? Yeah, he's nine years old. And it is really fun how astute kids can be, but I, I think I would like to be able to to use more challenging material when I talk to them. This is one of the places that I differ with a lot of my peers is I love talking to kids. Most people don't like it because they're either not smart enough or they're not babies where they don't, don't like talk. talking to kids that don't respect I also, that almost certainly ties back into family. Yeah, again, to, to I spent, deal with a wide range of I've spent my whole life raising kids. When I turned nine years old, I had a little brother who... To some extent, I helped raise. Not, like, obviously dramatically, but I babysat enough time. The way you described time. it, you were highly influential. Yeah, so. I was, yeah, I babysat and talked to him enough times. And then eight years later, my nephew was born. So I kind of helped raise him when I came back from college. And then seven years later, my other nephew was born. So, yeah, I've, I've been around infants to 17-year-olds my whole life. <laughs> and now you want to teach That's even just more the way it is. You, you want know, to infect even more of them. I, I need I, more children. I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you do. All right. Any other topics we want to cover? So Dota Two. I think is... that's about it for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we did, I think we did a pretty comprehensive job talking about as comprehensive as we can in as com- in company as mixed as this. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, guess... had we had more people on this cast, we would have just been talking. Very briefly. This about would actually family. have been an incredible podcast if Nicole was here. Yeah, I feel like I, we I didn't have think of that at all. We can bring Nicole back slash on since she's never been here. We can do a part two, I guess. I don't know. I just feel it's it's one of those like one of those why short... Nicole specifically? She's here. Uh, she, yeah, they're too far away. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. she's the only local one. I mean, we could bring her. I could have brought my brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my we sister. Could, we could do that. We can make a siblings part two. We can make this the teaser It'd be for fun. the real thing. Yeah. Are you ready for siblings to really talk to one another about each on other? Audio. Oh, Look, you are another. you are twenty inches too far away from that mic for that promo. Live on audio. <laughs> All right, that'll do. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, thanks for joining me, guys. I really appreciate your input and you know, glad your to be here. Experiences. Yeah. It was it was pretty. Sweet. No, it was fun talking with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and again, I've been thanks. a fan of the site for years. <laughs> and again, thanks for having me. I, I, oh, I'm saying because it was my topic. No, 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 smart no, 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 no. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good this talking to you guys. I'm hoping to join up again in the future because this was a lot. I thought this was going to be fun, and it was still a lot more fun than I thought it would be. No, yeah, it's always a good time. I appreciate it, fellas. 
Uh, thanks for joining. David signs out. What? Um, tune in next week when... Cheese pizza. And once again, if you have a comment or bone to pick with any of the conversation that just happened, feel free to either leave a comment at the bottom of the podcast or send an email to actualgarbage.net at gmail.com. .net is spelled out in that address. Thank you for listening.